Welcome to Whitefields Community Church Sermon Extra. Every week we put out a new video in which we go a little deeper into what we talked about on Sunday morning. Today I'm joined by Pastor Ben Morrison, who is a missionary in Ukraine, and he does some work, great work with City to City Ukraine, which he's going to talk about in this video. Uh, ben was with us yesterday at church. Uh, you gave a message called God's Global Mission, and, uh, and Ben... Obviously, this is something that's close to your heart. You're a missionary. Uh, it's something that's very close to our heart. It's very much uh, in the DNA of our church that we care about God's global mission, uh, both here and abroad. Um, so, Ben, maybe you could just share with us some further thoughts about mission that maybe uh, you'd like to add to some of the things you said yesterday. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, one of the things kind of that I started from yesterday was this idea that while as Christians, maybe we understand that mission is something that we should have as part of our worship of God, of our Christian life, uh, more and more in modern Western society, it's something that's not as acceptable. You'll hear people say that, um, you know, you're, you should be free to believe whatever you want to believe, but just don't try to get other people to believe it. Don't tell them what to believe. Don't, don't. And it's usually presented as shoving your religion down their throat, even if you're being, you know, very winsome and gentle about it. Um, and kind of two of the things that I mentioned was that, you know, the reality is everybody preaches. Mm -hmm. That's true. Um, everybody, whatever they're passionate about, whatever they love, um, they're going to talk about that. It's yeah. just a natural outflow. Um, it's not about not. So it, saying to somebody, don't preach, it's kind of hypocritical because you're actually preaching to them at that moment. You're saying, this right. is my belief. Yeah about how religion should interact with the public sphere, you shouldn't do it. So you're preaching at them as you tell them not to preach. That's a great point. I mean, we do preach all the time, right? Like I was uh, preaching, we would preach about our Netflix shows that we want other people to watch, right? right. Um, we, we do it about places that we think people should visit. We're doing it because we really believe something strongly and we think it would benefit the other right. person. I mean, all of social media, in a sense, is people preaching to everyone who's following them or yeah. who's like them or whatever. Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like nowadays, it's very popular for people to say things like, hey, you know, that's cool. Like if you want to do missions and like dig wells in, in places that need wells and you want to feed people or build houses, just uh, why do you got to go to people and try to convert them to your beliefs? I mean, it seems quite uh, narrow-minded or wrong or something like that. Right. Which, again, is telling somebody else your worldview. Mm -hmm. So there's that. Um, now, obviously, it is a good thing to go and minister, not only just to kind of, you know, speak the words of the gospel, but also to show the care, the compassion, the deeds that come from the gospel. Um, that's not to confuse digging wells with the gospel itself. Rather, um, you care, you show compassion because Christ has come and showed compassion to us. And that can, that can come out in practical ways. Um, but at the end of the day, and I referenced this yesterday as well in the sermon, um, if you believe that, that there is an eternity, that, that death is not the end of it, um, and, and some famous atheists have even you I think know, I know who it up. was. It was this guy from Penn and Teller. I right. can't remember if it was Penn He's, yeah, or Teller. It's Penn. Penn yeah. Jella is part of a comedy duo. Um, basically, his quick statement on this was, you know, how much do you have to... Uh, hate a person to believe that eternal life is possible and not tell them. 
Yeah, and uh, it's a good point because what he actually said, and I, I always think about that, is that he says that he actually respects Christians who proselytize, right. and he doesn't respect those who exactly. don't because if you actually believe this is true, then you better be out there trying to convert right. people. And if you don't, it kind of shows that you either don't really believe it or you're happy to have it for yourself and don't care what happens to anybody else. Yeah. So, uh, you know, so and it, it's cool to see even atheists you know, pro- proponents and philosophers kind of putting this forward, like another person I referenced yesterday was Peter Singer, famous atheist philosopher, uh, who recently defended a Christian Australian rugby player who had posted something to Instagram, basically, you know, just saying, like, people who don't repent, go to hell, Jesus loves you, kind yeah. of, you know, repent. Um, and you can argue about how effective his presentation was, but but Singer, this atheist philosopher, says, you know, he, he ought to be doing that if he's a Christian and if he believes that this is the case. Um, another kind of interesting point to that, he says, you know, because uh, this Australian rugby player actually ultimately got fired from being wow. from the rugby league because he had posted this. Mm. And so there was this huge kind of uh, backlash to his Instagram posts and Singer and Atheist defended him and said, you know, if you're going to say, and he did it in a way that wasn't violent. It wasn't, you know, calling for any kind of hatred. Um, I mean, you didn't, lots of, lots of people didn't agree with him. Um, but if you say that just because I don't agree with you, therefore you should not have the right to say it, then free speech is like really in danger. Yeah. You know, so here's a question that somebody might have from listening to your message yesterday would be, they might say, uh, okay, you're telling me to be on mission. Uh, how? Like, what does that even mean? Like, what, how do I start? What do I do? How do I be on mission? What does that even mean? Yeah, um, I would say that the first and most important thing to being on mission is to recognize and rejoice in Christ's mission for us. Um, If you're just going out there and trying to tell people because you think you ought to, Mm -hmm. if it's not born out of joy, um, then it's just going to be kind of, I don't know, superficial. It's going to feel forced. Uh, You might actually come off as angry and condemning to people because it's just about getting them to believe what you want them to believe. Uh, whereas the gospel is the message of Christ on mission, right? He, he came to save us. Yeah. Um, you know, he came f- from heaven to earth into our world, um, took on all of our cultural forms to redeem us, to rescue us out of love, right? And, and one of the statements that I made yesterday in the sermon was that, um, you know, love, mission rather is the form that God's love takes in response to lost humanity. So that's what love looks like. Right. If somebody's in danger, you go try to rescue them. Um, so when we first realize that that's what Christ has done for us, when our hearts are filled with think- thankfulness and joy because of that, then we go on mission kind of almost as a natural outflow. Right. I, I like to use this illustration that, um, you know, if, you, if you've been or, ever been around somebody who's engaged, you know, uh, to be married. What do they talk about all the time? They talk about their fiance, right? You can't get them to shut up. It's obnoxious. It's a little bit obnoxious, yeah. yeah. Um, but but what it is, it's the natural outflow of what they love, what they're passionate about. Um, and it's kind of the same thing, ought to be the same way with the gospel, that as we're enjoying Christ himself, as we're uh, just rejoicing in what he's done for us, it's a natural outflow um, of that, that you're going to want to share that. Now, there's, there's you know, things that you can do to learn how to do that more effectively. 
effectively. Um, you might have, you know, just some issues of, of either shyness or whatever that you might need to allow the gospel to correct in your heart before you make that step. Uh, and some people, obviously, by their personality, are just kind of more outgoing with talking to people uh, than others. So it's not to say that everybody has to do it in the exact same way. Um, well, let's be uh, super practical. Let's pretend I'm a single mom. I work 40 hours a week. What does it mean for me to be on mission? Well, um, one thing that I think is important for us to remember <clears throat> is that uh, missions, because sometimes Christians will argue about, you know, should we focus on local mission, kind of what's right there, be missional in that sense, versus kind of missions in the classical understanding of, you know, somewhere across the globe. Um, and, and what I brought out yesterday was that th there's no dichotomy. These naturally go together. Yeah. Um, and they have to go together. Um, so for that single mom, let's say, right, she's got her job. Um, so she's uh, in the local sense, right? She, she can uh, love and serve people at her work, whatever that is. Um, she can reflect Christ to them in the way that she deals with them, in the way that she handles maybe, you know, conflicts and difficulties at work. Um, and, and as the Lord gives opportunity, not again, not to make it her mission to come to work and be like, you know, instead of doing my job, I'm going to try to share the Bible with you. That's not a good witness, actually. Um, but to do her job as an act of worship to God. And then as the Lord allows kind of some open doors, maybe some downtime during a break or something, you know, uh, allow, allow her faith to come out. Yeah. So that would be in the local sense. But then also what we talked about yesterday was that God calls each of us to his global mission as well. Um, and that doesn't mean that every Christian is called to, you know, move to Africa for the rest of their life. Um, we said that there's two ways, basically, to be involved in God's global mission. One is to go, which is kind of the obvious one, and the other is to send. So maybe that means that, um, you know, she prays, she has maybe a list of either missionaries or, or, or particular organizations that she prays for that are involved, you know, in Africa or Asia or wherever. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe that means that, um, you know, aside uh, from, you know, off offering and, and, and worshiping God through her offerings at her local church, that she also, you know, sends however much a month to, you know, this organization or that missionary. Um, you know, and it can just be through encouragement as well. Um, I referenced a book uh, yesterday, which is a great book um, by a guy named Neil Parolo called Serving as Senders. Uh, and he has a lot of practical kind of ways for people on the sending side of things to be involved in God's global mission. When we were missionaries in Hungary, there was this guy who supported us, and he supported a lot of other missionaries as well. And uh, he would come visit us sometimes, and I remember just, uh, it always stuck with me, one thing he always said. He goes, he goes look, I, I, you know, I want to be involved in God's mission around the world. And he goes, look, I'm, I'm not good at preaching. I'm not good at many things, but I'm just really good at business and making money. And he goes, I've just come to the conclusion that this is what God wants me to do. Make a lot of money and give it away and support missions. Yeah, and I'll tell you, fantastic. this guy did more for God's global mission than almost anybody I've ever met. Like, uh, just in the sense that he was empowering right. and sending other missionaries. And I know so many ministries that would not have been uh, able to continue had it not been for his generous yeah. support. Yeah. And uh, man, 
would to God that he would raise up more of those. Exactly. And that's not to be downplayed at all. It's not like, oh, well, the heroes are the people that go and, you know, people that stay back while they're just kind of, well, you know, I feel guilty, therefore I'm going to give some money. No. Um, These are both essential parts of God's global mission, right? Paul says in Romans, how will they preach? How will they go unless they're sent? Yeah. You can't you can't have those people out on those you know front lines, foreign field, wherever, uh, without those whom God is also calling, also raising up to be involved on that sending side. Yeah. Okay. So Ben, tell us about your work with City to City Ukraine. Tell us first of all what is City to City, and what is. What are you guys doing in Ukraine? What's your role? Okay. Um, so City to City is a ministry that was founded by Tim Keller, pastor of Redeemer Presbyterian Church in New York City, um, which is now passed off. But uh, it kind of came about because there was a group of pastors in Amsterdam uh, that saw kind of how God was really moving strongly, really using uh, Redeemer in New York City, this very, you know, secular, post-Christian, you know, mega urban area. Um, and they came across to New York City and they asked uh, Tim Keller to basically kind of help them, instruct them in reaching their city. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the name City to City came from. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I so, yeah, yeah. So um, nowadays, and this was, I think this was early 2000s, I believe, when that uh, came about. So nowadays, City to City is present on, on every continent except for Antarctica. Um, And basically, it's uh, to promote movements in the gospel in the great global cities of the world. Um, And the reason for the emphasis on cities is that um, now the strategic importance of cities has probably never been greater. Um, There's a statistic that says that something like 10 million people move into the mega cities of the world every month. So that's like a new Chicago every month. Uh, And the big question is, are churches being planted fast enough? Uh, And not only churches, but specifically churches that are capable uh, of preaching the gospel, contextualized so that modern urban people can understand it. The answer to that question is probably not. Um, and so that's part of what city, city, city to City is trying to do, uh, is to promote these movements in the gospel, uh, of the gospel in the cities of the world. Um, so City to City Ukraine is part of that. So we're an affiliate with City to City, uh, the global movement. Um, I'm the coordinator for City to City Ukraine. Um, we've got in Ukraine, we've got five key cities, uh, including the capital Kiev, that represent 10 million people, which is a quarter of Ukraine's population. And uh, while lots of other smaller towns in Ukraine are just shrinking, the villages are dying out, those cities are growing. Uh, so again, more people, more need for the gospel, more need for good, healthy new churches. Um, and so we uh, try to accomplish that uh, kind of through two big big things, mostly training um, both preachers. So we do uh, gospel-centered preaching labs, uh, and that's kind of a one-off event. Um, and then we also have a church planter training program, which is a two-year-long program. Um, and our vision, our dream, uh, is to see in these key cities, key cities of Ukraine, uh, to see a hundred new gospel-centered churches planted by 2030. Wow. Um, yeah, and, and we believe that that can really change not only just kind of you know these individual individual churches, but really the face of Christianity in Ukraine. Wow. Um, and so we've got currently we've got 25 church planters in our training program. Uh, so Lord willing, we're on the way to seeing that vision accomplished. Wow, that yeah. sounds really great. Well, Ben, we uh, thank you for being here. and we, yeah, um, My pleasure. 
We want you guys, our listeners and watchers, to be praying for the work that is going on through City to City Ukraine, as well as uh, through the church that Ben pastors. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Hey, one more thing. Did you know that today is Ben's birthday? Happy it birthday, is. Ben. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. And uh, hey, join us next time and connect with us. We'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on the iTunes podcast store. And uh, you know, subscribe to our podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Click that bell. That'll give you a notification every time we post new content. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud. We're everywhere. Um, and so thanks for connecting with us. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.